This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. Welcome to this edition of Let's Talk Adult. I'm Jim Williams, along with my partner in crime, the one, the only, the king himself, Mr. Glenn King. Some opening thoughts, my friend. Uh, greetings, everybody, and welcome. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Glenn King. You can find me on Twitter at GlennKingXXX. That's with two N's. And we are so thrilled to bring you, as always, adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. We bring you... Oh, I would say information, tips, uh, and entertaining stories about what goes on in the world of adult entertainment. And Jim, easy day today for you. I did all the work this time. I'm good with that. <laughs> right? I'll just sit back and listen because it's really hot, I'm telling you. you. You've brought on one of the... This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs will donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. World's hottest ladies. And I, I'm just happy to sit back and listen. Why don't you tell us who it is? Yeah, it's Raven Bay. Raven Bay is one of the hottest performers in the business. Um, she's just a little sex pot, if you can call her that. Um, just oozes sexuality. And I talked to her. I did the whole interview. Uh, we talked to her about uh, do's and don'ts, you know, things that you should say and that you shouldn't say when you're talking to a porn star. Uh, gave us some great stories from set that'll make you laugh and talked about what makes her so incredibly uh, sexual and and uh, gave advice to to females and males about how to perform in bed it's a great it's a good interview because i like to compliment myself as an interviewer this is a great interview i'm sure it is i mean because you only do great interviews uh so without any further ado why don't we listen to you and raven so Back in ancient times, you had the uh, the Greeks invented something called the Olympics, where they brought together the best athletes of the world and had them compete to find out who is the best of the best athletes. Now, we still have the Olympics today, but what we don't have, unfortunately, are the sexual Olympics. But if we did, you know who would be a gold medalist of the sex Olympics? That's right. My guest today, the incomparable one and only... Raven Bay! Hey, 
All right. So Raven Bay is here with me. Raven is uh, has been in the industry for around six years. She is one of the most talented sexual performers in the business today. I would recommend that everyone go check out her scenes and you'll see that, you know, just she just jumps off the page at you as you watch her perform. Watch um, Cowgirl. If you guys know, that's when the guy lies on the bed and the girl climbs on top and she's some of them just sit there. But others mm-hmm. are moving their body and taking control of the sex with their sexuality, with their body, with their movements. And that's Raven for you. So I'm very excited to have Raven with us today. Raven, start by telling us um, where people can find you, your social media. Um, for Twitter and Snapchat, it's RavenBayXXX. And Instagram is RavenBayXO. And I also have an OnlyFans account, which is also RavenBayXXX. Good. Okay. Let's get right into it. You started sometime around 2012. Yes, June 6, 2012. Ah, so you know the exact date. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So you know your story then. Okay, good. I do. Um, now, for some girls, getting into the business is a big decision, but we've actually had a bunch of girls on the podcast who said, no, no, it wasn't a big decision <laughs> at all. I knew from age 12 that I was going to fuck for a living someday. I and- hear th- I've heard that so much. Right, oh but gosh. but people, it, it really should be a hard decision because if you get into the business, that's like me it when I was eleven. I'm like, I'm gonna get a boob job. <laughs> I knew at eleven I was getting a boob job. Not that I was gonna fuck on camera, but yeah. So, um, okay, so I was in college and I was going to BMCC and uh, first psychology, and then my friend uh natasha star and natalia star the star yeah, sisters right so i met them and natasha was the one that was performing at that time and i was in college and we were doing or she was doing these parties these like exclusive um kind of film first or film the sex kind of parties so i was going from school i was hopping on the train going to these parties with my books putting them in the back doing these parties um, we once did a party where I was on an ex and she was like eating my eating me out and stuff. And, you nice. know, ever since then, that's when I was just like, I, I want to do porn. And then um, LA Direct contacted my manager, my modeling manager at the time and was like, got to go to Cali, get her up here. And where was the, what was modeling like? I mean, were you actually appearing in any prints or are we um, talking about, was just lingerie stuff? That... I did Velvet Magazine, which no longer yeah. exists. Okay. Um, I mean, once I got into porn, I went into Penthouse and Hustler too. Not like the front cover, which I would love to do, <laughs> but now just, um, just like spreads and stuff. Okay. So you were doing risque stuff. It's not like you were yeah, kind of like lingerie stuff. Victoria's or or was Victoria's Secret kind of your goal at that point? Yeah, I really wanted to, but the unfortunately, I at that point I had so many tattoos, and Playboy, you weren't allowed to have tattoos. You know, Victoria's Secret, you couldn't have tattoos. So I was just that was definitely. And also, um, mysteriously, you are the second person. At the, so this is our eighth podcast. Yeah. And you're the second who who was brought into the business by Natalia or, or one of the star sisters. Really? So 
how did you meet Natalia? Were, are they out recruiting girls or is this just random? That... Natalia at that point was, didn't even have plans on going to porn. Okay. Natalia. So this was Natasha. So Natasha, she yeah. had, she was in porn. Yeah. And then, um, I thought they both got in at the same time. No, no. Oh, okay. So Natasha was in for a while with her husband. And then, um, I had met Natalia through them and then I got in and then Natalia got in right after me. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we were all like, a, you know, the New York happy family. Cause I was living in New York and it was, it was fun. I love them. They're awesome. They're pretty wild, actually. Yeah. Do you have a story about them, like, doing some kind of swinger party that you want to share with I us? I have cause... so many stories with them. <laughs> Anytime I, I'm around them, we always just have so much fun. You know, because we're like sisters. But, I mean, I can't say we're like sisters because, like, you know, we fuck each other. But it's like, I I can't even think pinpoint of one story with them. Oh, oh okay. I have one. Okay. Um, I came home from school or no, I, I got on the train after school. It was like 9 PM. I, I was there at nine in the morning till 9 PM, put all my books. Like I, I had a huge like coach bag, like back when the coach was popular <laughs> and I put it in the back and then, um, I went out, there's this huge X Natasha. They, they put me cross. on the X, yeah, the, the cross, cross. Okay. and um, there was about a hundred guests watching, and they were filming me and Natasha doing a sex scene. Okay, and it was it was hella crazy, but it was so much fun, and that was pretty much my first scene ever, oh, really. Wow. Like okay. no one really knows about that because I don't even know where that scene is. But yeah, that's that's what kind of was like. All right, my deciding factor of. Yeah. All right. Well, you you did that, and you know, if you can now. perform in front of a hundred people, yeah. And this is something that every guy that wants to get in the business needs to understand, mm -hmm. and every girl as well that you become an exhibitionist, whether you like it or not, when you get in the business. Yeah. <laughs> You're really not doing very many scenes where people in the room. There's usually going to be a director, a cameraman. A crew member or two, PA, a PA, two or three, yeah, and they're all watching you, and they're mm -hmm. very close. Like yeah. it's not like they're off in the distance and letting you do your thing. Yeah. A lot of times they're all perched over you like doctors in a in an operating room. Yeah, and you're supposed to to operate um, to be operated right, on. They're handing you baby wipes on deck, paper towels. You know, <laughs> gotta clean up the. The, the splurge. There you go. There you go. You can say <laughs> words like that here. Um, okay. Well, let's. Um, so in your first year, so you, you signed on with direct models. You started going to sets. What was shocking for you when you went to sets? Like, what did you just not expect to see that you saw? Okay. So I will say my first thing ever um, was for Penthouse uh, with Ryan Driller, one of my favorite performers ever. Uh, he's just the sweetest. But I had my at the time. I know, like, this is just like a normal, you know, thing that happens. And I was so nervous because I was like, what do I do? Like, I don't know. And they're like, oh, yeah, just stick a, a couple sponges up there, makeup sponges, and you'll be good to go. That's what they I'm do. Like, what? That's right. I was like, makeup sponges. And then, like, you know, he's still going to like bang me out. And then, wait, I... so yes. yeah, I put them up there. We did the scene. <laughs> It ended up getting really messy, but I mean, Ryan was 
like so awesome about it. He even helped me fish out the sponges <laughs> after the scene and everything. So yeah. it was like that that to me, I'd never experienced something like that. I mean, I've obviously had boyfriends where, you know, you have sex on your period and it's it's totally normal. You just jump in the shower, but not when it's like recorded, everyone's yeah. around. And that was just definitely different for me. I'm gonna clue people in here about a little secret of the industry that we just don't hear all that much, but how many days of the month every month do you have your period? Uh, from like four to six. Four to, to six seven, days sometimes. a month in a 30-day month. And we really don't shoot usually on Saturdays and Sundays, although it happens, but it's yeah. less frequently shooting on Saturdays and Sundays. A girl who's trying to make a living cannot afford to stop shooting on, you know, that's almost, what is that, about one-fifth of the month, basically. Yeah. So yep. a girl cannot stop shooting. And that's what we do in the industry, especially since sometimes you don't know it's your period until you arrive at yeah. set. So our talent, our female talent, they just take some makeup sponges, those little mm -hmm. triangular things and kind of shove them up there so that yeah. blood can't flow out. And that's... you got to fish them back out. <laughs> a little, yes. <laughs> and then after saying, you, oh my God, you do hear stories in the industry about sometimes girls who are unaware that, yes, they get stuck. I and did go to are... the emergency run one time. What? It got okay. stuck up there so high. I couldn't uh, get it. Even with my long fingernails. Everyone knows like I have the longest fingernails. I could not do it. My friend, my my best friend ever, Taylor in New York. She, this is crazy. Okay, so we tried salad tongs. We tried a spoon. <laughs> we tried everything. Her finger, her. she tried her fingers. We tried my fingers. We ended up going to the emergency room and the doctor had Tell a fish. Me you try to vacuum clean. Oh my vacuum God. Vacuum no, I know salad tongs and a spoon sounds <laughs> crazy, but we like at that point, we were just trying to like look at all our options, you know, <laughs> and I was 22, sure. you know, so. So you went to the emergency room, did the doctor she, look at you like. No, he honestly said this has happened plenty of times before so i was like okay cool and he just he took it out in two seconds That's and his nice. fingers were like smaller than mine i'm like how, how, what but cool okay i guess Good. he knows a vagina learned a lesson there. <laughs> excellent okay um what's different about the sets today than you experienced six years ago when you first started i would say they're a lot more friendly mm -hmm. Um, I think when I started, it was just like a little catty, you know, but that's how women are. We're just, you know, we're programmed to be catty around each other. I mean, I'm not like that, of course. No, <laughs> but um, yeah, I would say that and just the overall um, way like you grow as a performer as far as like your acting skills, your your sexual skills, you know, you just learn a lot from everybody. And that's pretty much it. Do you think that producers um, are better at giving you more information before the scene now or then? Like, as an example, you and I shot a scene today. Mm -hmm. I spent, you know, like 10 or 15 minutes with you going over a lot of things I wanted to Same. see in the scene, types of things to say, um, physical Honestly, things to do, but... Ever since I shot with you, you've always done that. I've always done that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it depends on the company, really. I, I feel like you've always done that. There are certain companies that have it, and then there are certain companies that always do the, you know, the um, the whole rundown. Like, how often do you go somewhere and they just basically go, 
Raven, Ryan. Ryan, Raven, you two get on that bed and fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's that's like a gonzo that's scene. Gonzo. That's yeah, right. that's more like, all right, well, there's no dialogue. You guys are just going to fucking say what you want. But, I mean, I, I'm basically a gonzo girl. You know, I like that type of scene. Yeah. Because I like to say what I want to say. Yeah. I'm really, really terrible at you know, reading a script and learning it right, right away. Yeah. Um, if I need to, or if I want to learn a script, I need to have it like two weeks in advance and I need to study it because I'm, I'm good at studying. That's what I, I'm good at, like remembering stuff, but not like right on the moment. So I always, that's like a huge anxiety of mine whenever I'm on set is I, and there's dialogue, I freak out when I like, I'm not getting it. And then I start to shut down. So, but... And by the way, everybody, you're listening to Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams and our guest, Raven Bay. But, Raven Bay, I know a secret about you, a technique that you seem to use to get through improvisational scenes. Yeah? What is it? It is that you find something in your real life that you can sort of latch on to and then adapt it so that you're kind of in the moment as your character. Yeah. I definitely do. I'll take a scenario or a person and or something I'm going through at that moment, like a feeling, uh, a conversation, like anything. And I'll just apply that to the scene. Definitely. Because, you know, most of the scenes are something we go through in real life. A lot of people will look at it and be like, oh yeah, this is, this is all fantasy. But most of the times it's like when I was in high school, I was, I was definitely looking at my teacher, you know, flirting with my teacher, trying to fuck my teacher. So it's like all that kind of stuff really does happen. Not in everyone's life, but you know, I was always sexual growing up. And honestly, when I got into porn, my whole, everybody I went to high school knew that I was they were like, all right, yeah. We knew she was going to do porn. <laughs> we knew it. That was coming. So that's an example. You've played a student who seduces her teacher, and you just put yourself in with a real past teacher experience from your yep. life. Okay. That and, you know, relationships, or even if I just meet someone and we have, like, an argument or something, and I'm doing a femdom scene, yeah. you know, I'm like, all right, fuck this person, like, and then I just take out my anger on them. But it's like a fun, flirty anger. It's just like, it's not like a mean, like I hate you anger. It's just like a, oh, God, like, uh, I'm just going to call you every single name in the book and then keep it moving, you know? Okay, you mentioned femdom. You are um, one of the few performers who seems equally comfortable doing both fetish scenes and regular sex scenes. Yes. How did this start for you? Who was, did, was I your first femdom scene or no? Um, honestly, I'm trying to think because no, you weren't my first femdom scene. I think that I just, I'm trying to, Maybe Florida, maybe you did some of the Florida, because I know you've worked for basically every femdom company out there, I think. Yeah, I have, but I'm trying to think of which company it was I worked for first. Um, It definitely was in Florida, because it was in Cali for sure. Okay. Um, Maybe it was me then. It was either you or Miami Mean Girls. Okay. Yeah. So 
I know once I, I worked. I you that was me then. Because not that they wouldn't hire somebody without having them on my site first. I'm pretty sure it was they... you. Because I think that when I talked to them, they knew about our scene. So yeah. yeah, it definitely was you. So maybe Brookhaven like introduced me to you. Brookhaven was my production manager, one of the great performers ever love in history her. of business. We all love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brooke and you were friends. Yeah. And Brooke knew the type of girl that I liked because Brooke worked as my production manager. Mm-hmm. So maybe she, I mean, I'm just making this all up, but it sounds logical. <laughs> it maybe does. She it does said, sound hey, you got to check out Raven. And then I yeah. hit up Derek and booked you. I honestly... I never thought that I was going to be so into it and like just love it so much because I do whenever I'm doing a femdom scene that's my thing that's my element like porn scenes I love them too and that's that's more of like um my lifestyle I would say that's like what I want to do for like my personal life and then the femdom thing is like ooh, like let me get out my frustration, my yeah. anger. Like that that clears out my anxiety. It makes me feel good. Like uh, there's just so much. So so people who are trying to figure out what we're talking about, femdom is female domination. And that's where, and it really, there are varieties. They're just different types of femdom scenes. And some of them, like um, American Mean Girls, the dom, the dominatrix doesn't really get nude. She just basically beats up a guy i guess um yeah you basically don't um you don't mess around with the guy you you just use them as a slave you kick their balls you you know um you walk on them with your heels and there's just so much trampling ball busting um i don't know there's like there's that. And then there's my type of scene. And the thing is, is that if I could see all of you out there right now, the thousands and thousands of subscribers, we're really amazed at how many subscribers we have so far. But um, yeah. if I could see all you and I could say, okay, everybody raise your hands. And I say, okay, how many of you out in the audience uh, want to be beaten up by, you know, beaten and tortured by a hot woman? Maybe like one out of every 10 is raising their hand right now. But if I say to you, how many of you guys out there want to be used as a sex slave just thrown on the bed yeah and have a gorgeous woman climb on top of you and just and just spend grind your money on your face <laughs> and spend your money no and grind on your face <laughs> and use you for her sexual pleasure i you know i think like eight out of ten are now raising their yeah. hands and so you know like that's what just as this webcast or this podcast is um adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious my website and my scenes our female domination for the for the female domination curious for people who are kind of curious about it yeah and so that's when boy i mean i think that's when you're really in your element is when i give you a guy and say use him for your pleasure mm-hmm. yeah and i like the guys that can take the most out of me because i'm i'm not gonna say i'm not mean but i'm i'm like harsh in my punishments but it's a it's a very pretty sexy harsh i would say you know there's like kind of like an in-between it's not like too bad or too too lame it's just like i just kind of i just dig it you know It's, it's very natural to me and i'm i don't know i think over the years i've just found my my niche well i want to give two stories as an example 
Um, but first, I do want to remind you guys, we're listening to Let's Talk Adults with Glenn King and Jim Williams and our guest, Raven Bay. And we'll be right back after this quick message. And then I'm going to ask her about specific scenes <laughs> that were pretty wild. So, Jim, let's talk for a moment about our new sponsor, Blue Chew, BlueChew.com. I have an amazing success story to tell you about BlueChew.com that happened to me just yesterday. Do tell, my friend. Do tell. So I am a 50-year-old male who performs in adult films, and that's not always easy because the one thing that is the most important thing um, when you're performing in adult films is being able to uh, get an erection and maintain it. And we were working on the – I actually didn't sleep very well the night before. Mm-hmm. And so we're – the beginning of the film, first thing you do is the pictures, and then you film the video afterwards. Mm-hmm. We started doing the pictures, and I was semi-erect but not fully erect, which is even more annoying. It's kind of easier if you if you can't get erect at all. But if you're sitting there halfway and you're trying to will yourself the rest of the way, and you're thinking, oh, man, you know what's going on here? Uh, the model tends to get irritated and, and you know, and this is the problem. It's not just on set. If you're doing this at home, your girl tends to feel insulted if you can't get a full erection. So I said hey, to the time girl, is money, dude. Time is money, you know? That's right. When you're on set, especially. So I said to the, the model, hey, listen, can we just take like a 15-minute break? Let me get my, my stuff together. Ran to the other room, and I took a Blue Chew pill. So Blue Chew, just so you understand – is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. And you take them anytime you want, but since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So imagine you're in the middle of starting to have sex with somebody, and you realize that you're not going to be able to get that erection up as fast as you want. And then you say, hey, let me take a pill real quick, or you disappear to discreetly take a pill. If it's going to take 45 minutes to hit, you, your girl is going to lose interest. But with the blue chew pill, it hits you a lot faster because it's chewable. So I slipped out of the room, brought her a water, um, did some things to distract her for a few minutes. 15 minutes later, we start up again, and bam, I am erect and hard as a rock and ready to go. Had no problems for the rest of the day. So blue chew really works. Um, it's bluechew.com. That's blue, like the color blue, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And um, what they do is they prescribe it online to you. You basically just fill in a little box and explain um, what kind of uh, erectile dysfunction that you're suffering from or you know, just put in there that I'd like to get better erections. Uh, and then it ships straight to your door in a discreet package so you don't have to go to a doctor uh, even better, you don't have to wait in the pharmacy and have the girl look at you when you pick it up. Uh, no more awkwardness, and and it's also a lot less expensive than getting the stuff in the pharmacy. It's made in the USA, uh, and it's it's prepared and shipped directly to you. Hey, Glenn, buddy, don't we have a deal for the people out there? Yeah, that's the best part. We have a deal that's just special for our listeners. Um, this is a really good deal. Visit BlueChew.com. Get your first shipment free. That's right, free. Use our special promo code ADULT. So that's um, just capital A-D-U-L-T. And uh, so you're going to just pay for the shipping, but you're going to get your first set of pills for free. So try it out. You know, Don't believe me, but you really should because I'm a 50-year-old guy uh, who's using this, and it's having, an amazing, having amazing results. By the way – Believe him. 
Believe me, I didn't. They didn't come to me and say, "Hey, we'd like to sponsor your podcast." I went to them and said, "I'm a customer of yours already, and I want to tell the world, all the other 50 year old guys out there, about how they can succeed using your product." So um, go get it. It's at bluechew.com. It's promo code adult. Get it for free. It's the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, and we're back with Raven Bay. Okay, so two different examples here that we're kind of already know of the one. <laughs> yes. All right. So um, one time I was uh, so getting back to your example of how you like to really lay into guys and, and you know, really enjoy the ones that are submissive. We put you in a mean dungeon scene where we made you a traditional dominatrix. You work with Marcelo. Marcelo and you went over the scene beforehand, and he talked about all the things that he really likes, mm-hmm. which is basically everything. Marcelo is everything. a true masochist. He and, is. And I always joke that I, I have to tell girls sometimes that just because Marcelo will let you set him on fire doesn't mean... It doesn't mean you can. You should. I know. Yeah. But in, but you slapped him until he passed out. Like, you actually hit him so hard, he got knocked out, and his eyes rolled back in his head, and he fell to crumpled to the floor. Yeah! And then he got right back up. Mm-hmm. It didn't even like slow down for a second, so he could get I've more slapping. I've never abuse. knocked a guy out. <laughs> like a, I've never knocked a grown man out in my life. Yeah. So when that happened, I was just like, I mean, I felt bad for like a good two seconds, but then when he got back up and was happy, I was yeah. just like, oh, that was pretty dope. <laughs> I could knock a dude out. <laughs> he considers that like one of the great moments. Or so. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. But you enjoyed, yeah, you actually, because he enjoyed it. Yeah, that's why. If if somebody isn't into it, then I can totally sense it. I'm just like, no, I'm not. I don't feel comfortable because, you know, I don't want to like slap someone that doesn't want to be slapped. It's just like, because the reaction is different. You have like a totally different reaction. You have somebody who's just like, ah, don't slap me here. I don't have a butt. Or, yeah. or, or, oh, you just knocked me out. That's so hot. Can you do it again? Yeah. Just punch me again real quick. That's Marcelo. Um, if you guys want to see that, I think it's on meandungeon.com. Okay, but there was a second incident that I think is even hotter and more interesting. Point five or six years ago. Um, no, it was probably three, four years ago. I, I had this great idea for a series called Glenn King's Man Eaters. Because to me, this is one of the sex is femdom sex where the girl takes charge throws the guy down pulls his pants down and then just sort of dominates him while she's fucking him and so we put raven bay in this video with kenny styles and she fucked yeah. him until he tapped out she <laughs> you actually has been in a lot of fuck scenes and kenny yeah. actually I, I hope i'm not revealing anything but he was a male prostitute at one point in his life oh like God. he's had a lot of sexual experiences <laughs> yeah and you fucked him so hard that he had to, to ask us to tone it down yeah i i wasn't expecting that either because you know you have these guys that which he's amazing but you have these guys that come in and they're like oh yeah i can take anything do yeah. do whatever you want and then you go to that extreme and then it's like, I don't feel bad until they're like ready to walk off set, <laughs> right. which I've had that happen. I was, um, I was working with Lexi and um, you're talking about um, Christian triple X walked off set. 
Okay, so this is okay. Because gotcha. This is another femdom scene. I was doing a femdom scene, okay. and um, I I think he had like a, a taser thing on his his balls or something, and I I don't know what happened, but I did something to the extreme, and he just walked out, got in his truck, and left. He was <laughs> like, "I'm done. I'm not even going to give an explanation." Okay, interesting. Yeah. What did they? How did they? Finish the scene, or did she just? Um, the I girl think, just oh, paid you we, and you went home. No, I think we used the PA for the rest of okay. it. Yeah, we ended up doing some really cool stuff with him too. Okay, that's pretty funny. All right, we're gonna keep moving along here. Um, let's talk about the reason people tuned in today, and that is that as the sexual athlete that you are, the Olympic caliber <laughs> sex athlete. People want to know, girls want to know, guys want to know your secrets. So give some sex tips here. Like, how are you the best in the world at sex? Okay. My motto has always been, and anytime I give an interview, like in a magazine or anything, I always say you have to lick it before you stick it. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys are either selfish or selfish, (laughs) selfish, thinking about themselves. And they want you to blow them and then jump on jump on top and just start, you know, doing all the work, which is fine. I don't mind getting on top. But, you know, I want to I want to feel like I'm important. I want I want my pussy in and it's like, you know, I want to be turned on first because just like a guy a girl you know you know you need to be aroused you can't just be like oh yeah i mean we can but it's not as fun you're not i'm not gonna come unless like i'm being eaten out and then you know plowed out no it's just it's different okay so how does a guy eat you out does he need to dive right in with enthusiasm or should he start kissing around the areas and Finding erogenous zones and teasing you. I think I've used, um, what is that, that massager thing you called? Why can't I think of it? The vibrator? No, the really hard one that everyone loves. Hitachi. 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 I've used a Hitachi so much, I stopped using it because, um, like, when I was getting eaten out, I wasn't able to, like, you know, come quicker or anything because... It's just such a, it's meant to be a massager. So it's just basically, it's so intense that anytime you do anything that's like lower, like a lower caliber, it just doesn't feel as good. So I stopped using the Hitachi and now it's just like, I'm so sensitive that, you know, it's really, I like everything like fast and, and, and like juicy you know, just like I give head. I like to, you know, spit and okay. deep throat and choke on it. And, you so know. So you want somebody that shows intensity from the start. Yeah. I'm a very intense gal. And um, when you climb on board uh, <laughs> the dick. <laughs> yeah. This is where your skill really shows up on camera, at least. Like, what are you thinking? Like, are you, why are you, you're attacking the cock, basically. Yeah. I think it's just like. I, I just, I do what feels good for me. So I'm like, when I'm, I'm riding or, you know, doing a certain movement, that's because it feels good for me. And I'm like, if it feels good for me, I know it feels good for them. So that's, that's how I go in that (laughs) or jump on it. (laughs) 
That's how I jump on that. What about um, the guy that's approaching you somewhere? Like, let's, you know, just say that somewhere out there is the perfect guy, but he needs to, to get in touch with you. And tell me if I'm wrong here. I feel like game is something that has gone from <laughs> like I'm 50 years old. Okay. So I come from a different generation of how to approach women, but I feel like it's just gotten less and less of, of a, Hey, I need to get to know this person and then figure out how we connect and build a bond and whatever to just hi there. How about we have sex? Not, yeah. even, not even, hi, my name's Fred, let's have sex. It's just, it's just hi, I want to, yeah, because we have it's social media and you get contacted and all, all these guys, they just don't even, I've seen girls show me their DMs. Yeah. It's like, it's just full of guys sending you dick pics. Mm-hmm. All right. So what's the right way to approach you? I mean, honestly, to approach anybody on social media is cliche, but these days that is really how people you know communicate so i i would say social media is a no-no unless you have something really good to say like you said but the whole game thing me the only time i'm attracted to a man is when he has game when he's spitting game at me like that's what i like that's what attracts me like you know i don't like the hey ma Hey, Ma, what you doing? I'm like, (laughs) I'm not your mother. I'm not your Ma. And then, I don't know. It just depends on the person, really. I guess what turns me on is game. Because, like, if a person is just okay looking and they have hella game, then, you know, you can totally fall in love with their character, their personality and stuff and be turned on by them. But... You're right, though. Like, it's different. It's it's also different state by state, you know? Florida's different. Cali's different. New York is different. I lived in all three states, and guys are different everywhere. I'm used to Florida men, so I'm just – that's – I'm used to the way that – fuck, I'm used to the way that they are in – Um, I mean, I don't want to talk shit about Cali, but – Guys out there don't really have too much game. You know, like, I feel like, so for, for me, for example, I can't deal with people that send me a DM that says, hey. Like, right. just or don't. yo. Get to the point. <laughs> I, I, you know, most of the people that are DMing me want to get in the business. They have some ulterior motive. And I would so much rather they just say it. You know, is there even a right way these days? Like, wait, what if a guy basically explains, hey, Hi there, Raven. Here's who I am, and then wants to get to know you. Is it is getting to know you still a thing these days? I don't think so. I think <laughs> no. nowadays, like I'll get messages that will be like, "Hey, I'm so and so reaching out for you as for this celebrity," and I'm like, "Okay, well, who's the celebrity?" And then they'll they'll be like, "Okay, well, I can't tell you until you say." you're going to meet this person, blah, 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 and X, Y, Z. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what is that? Like, no, I don't, I don't know who you are. And anybody can say, oh, I'm reaching out for a celebrity. And not only that is I, celebrity, you know, I've come across celebrities so much. So, so many times that it's like, it's not about that these days, you know, it's cool to be like, hey, 
it's more realism for me. I like realistic people. If you are a celebrity listening to this podcast, you only have two <laughs> options. Either A, get into her DMs on your own. Oh, my God. And, or B, find a trusted friend of hers who can actually vouch for you. Um, what do they should they not do? For example, dick pic, not good. Every yeah, guy I don't like that because most of the time, the dick pic, it just, it's either like they don't know how to take it properly, look soft, or it's like something's wrong with it. But it's not a good way to say hello. It's not. It's no. like I don't. I don't want to see your dick and and have your name attached to your dick. Right. You know, I just, I don't know. As far as the, the internet goes, I would say, like, I don't really look for guys on there. But anybody that slides in my DMs, I wouldn't even see it unless I'm friends with them. Yeah, yeah. So... But like you guys out there, like, okay, let me give you another tip, guys. And, and Raven will back me up on this. <laughs> Never, ever, ever call a porn star by her real name. Yeah, no. That just makes you creepy and stalkerish. Like, don't think you're cool going up to her exotica and saying, how's that young sister of yours at Riverdale High School? Or, you know, yeah. how's your mom, Jeannie, doing? Like, I know. Don't do it. That happens a lot when I'm webcamming. Somebody will go on and say my whole entire name, and I'm like, Ah, delete, delete, delete. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Once you've done that, guys, you're out. There, you will never recover from that move. No. It is a showstopper. It is an ender. Yeah, and an eye roller too. It's, <laughs> it's an eye roller. <laughs> Don't do it. Um. Okay, so you're performing a lot on your own these days. This is the new thing. Performers. These days are realizing that they can make their own content. They can build their own fan base. They don't need to wait for producers to come along. So you got your OnlyFans. You got, I, I just heard you downstairs doing some kind of wild masturbation on Snapchat. Yeah. So um, I have a regular Snapchat. It's okay. not like a cash or anything, but they, they'll send me a Venmo. And I do um, like a little maybe 20 second video for 25 bucks. And um, they just sent it. Um, there and I have an assistant who helps me and basically they'll just text me every time someone pays the $25 and I'll just send them a quick snap and yeah I mean I I'll make 200 bucks in 30 minutes nice it's like it's it's really cool I mean I just started doing it but it, well, what it did helps they, me what do they get like what interact. kind of thing like um, would you do basically I start with um, just saying their name and then I, I take mm. my clothes off, show them my boobs, you know, tell them, give them like kind of like masturbation instructions. Oh, like a JOI, like kind of like, jerk off instructions. Yes. Yeah, nice. I okay. kind of like, um, you know, finger myself real quick and then say goodbye, I blow them a kiss. And it's super quick. But I mean, you'd be surprised because I'll get somebody, I'll send them a video and they'll send me 25, 25, 25, you know, they want more. Yeah. I just had that happen earlier. Someone's like, Oh my God, I can't get enough. And they just kept Venmoing me. And I'm like, that's fine. Anytime you Venmo me, I'll, I will send you as many videos as you want, you know? And then if, if it takes me like a couple of days, cause it was just Thanksgiving. So, you know, it took me a couple of days and so I sent them two videos. I sent everybody two videos. I was just like, you know, that's that's what I can do for just being a few days late. 
What's on your OnlyFans? How much is your OnlyFans? Uh, I think it's 20 something okay. per month. But right now there's, um, I have to put more content on there. Okay. There was, um, there's a bunch of videos on there. Just me, you know, waking up, masturbating, me cooking with naked. Um, just very, uh, like secluded personal videos right. that you can't get anywhere else yeah okay. so people love that because it's just like they get to see my personality they get to see that side of me and it's they're able to connect with me on that level you know yeah yeah so that's cool so everybody check out her only fans all right so it's time for us to get this thing wrapped up. I told you it goes fast. Yeah, it does. Here's the last question, and we, we ask this to a lot of performers. It's a, it's a good question. Um, I, I compliment myself as, a, as an interviewer. Yeah. So it's a great question that I ask people. Um, so 27-year-old Raven now, if you could go back in time and, ask tw- uh, and give some advice to 21-year-old Raven when you started – or did we say earlier we're going to call you 25 from now on? Yeah. Okay, so it's 25-year-old Raven <laughs> goes back in time and gives advice to 21-year-old Raven about the business. What do you tell him? Uh, I will say that, okay, there's one thing I really don't want to say, but I have to say it, is do not think everybody is your friend, number one. Number two you have you are alone in this business whether you have an agent or you know a lot of girls are just like what's the word i'm looking for um insincere well competitive that's what okay. it is yeah right. you know it's just everybody's in a competition and i'm not like that you know, yeah. I, I'm about woman power, just being friends with everybody. And, you know, I do have, I did make a lot of, but I also had a lot of people against me. So it was very hard to come up, you know, and it's just, there's just so much that goes on and, you know, you just gotta, you have to have your own personality and be your own person and never change for anybody. That's, that's just the the other thing I would say, because I never change and I won't change for anybody. If it's something, if it's a negative thing that I need to change and someone tells me about it, that I will work on because I'm like, if, if it's something negative about myself, I always want to make myself better every day, you know, especially now that I'm getting older, I just want to be the best Raven Bay I can be. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, well, there you go, everybody. The great and wonderful Raven Bay. Raven Bay, again, your social media. Raven Bay, triple X. There you go. Jim Williams, wrap us up. Hey, thanks, Glenn. You know, if you have not yet subscribed to our podcast, first of all, shame on you. Shame. Shame, shame. All right. Second of all, it's simple to do. Go to the iTunes store. Why? Because we're part of the Apple Podcast family. If you go to Google Play, we are part of the Google Podcast family. We're with Spreaker, we're with Spotify, we're with TuneIn, and plenty of other places where you get your podcast. All you got to do is search Let's Talk Adult, that's Let's Talk Adult with Glenn King and Jim Williams. Hit the favorite button or hit the subscribe button, and each week you'll get another edition of the show sent directly to your phone, to your tablet, or to both. So please, I beg of you, go out and do that today, okay? All righty, Glenn. 
as always, my friends, yes. you take us out with some words of wisdom, a thought for the week. Please share with us that thought for this week. Well, you know, Jim, I always like to take us out with a quote, and I've got one here from uh, somebody named Tilda Swinton who said, Sexuality is, of course, a great way of having conversation between people. And if you recall back in the podcast, Raven talked about how people mm-hmm. are not having game anymore uh, when they try to meet each other. They're not trying to get to know each other first. They just want to have sex right away these days. And if you think about it, not only do you want to get to know somebody verbally, but you want to get to know somebody sexually. Uh, what they do sexually tells you a lot about a person, what kind of fantasies they have, what kind of things turn them on. Do they like things slow or fast, soft or hard, intense or, or romantic? All those kinds of things you find out through sexuality. So my point of the day is never be afraid to explore sexuality with your partner and listen to the other person while you're having sex. And I don't necessarily mean with your ears. Listen with all of your senses to try to understand the person that you're with. There you go, Jim. Good information. As we close out, the fastest growing podcast among adult podcasts in the universe. And that's something I just made up, but it's an alternative fact that is probably true. Absolutely. Uh, We're at 15,000. So wow. and growing. So, I didn't realize that. That's amazing. Yep. Okay. We're at 15,000 and growing, and we told you where to find us, so please do it. Also, if you have questions, and we're now starting to get them, okay, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. If you have questions and you want to email them to us, that can be done. We have our own little email address, and we make it very simple. It's the title of the show, Let's Talk Adult. That's Let's Talk Adult at gmail.com. Let's Talk Adult at gmail.com. Send us your emails, and we promise we'll get back to you. And also, if we you have questions or suggestions or comments, by all means, send them to us. We greatly appreciate it. All right? Okay. Until next time, for my man, Glenn King, I'm Jim Williams. Thanking you for joining us on this edition of Let's Talk Adult. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating in locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing new Firehouse Pairs. Pair your favorite small sub with a signature side, like the awesome five cheese mac and cheese. And remember, a portion of every purchase at Firehouse Subs goes towards helping first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations only, Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.